0: another edition of the deliberation sports podcast coming to you wherever you may be however you may be listening we definitely appreciate y'all for checking us out once again man we're back in full effect so much stuff going on in the world of sports especially basketball Man, gonna so get right into it got the guys with me of course i am josh midget along with me is our guys justice bolden and evan devone the deliberation sports crew we are here ready to talk some more sports with you guys so without any further ado, Justice, let the people know how they can follow all things Deliberation. Well, they
1: can follow us on uh, Twitter at deliberationsp one also on Instagram and Facebook at Deliberation Sports Podcast. We also have the Facebook group, Deliberation Sports uh, Community. Also, in addition, they can subscribe via Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Just look for Deliberation Sports Podcast.
0: That's it, that's it, man. We are everywhere there's a podcast, basically, you can find Deliberation Sports, so check us out on there. So, guys, man, a lot going on. Going to start in the world of college basketball, then uh, get some NBA in the back half, man. But So, biggest game of the weekend, I think it's safe to say, was uh, the Tennessee Volunteers on a huge winning streak, uh, taking on the Kentucky Wildcats, two top five teams, number one versus number five, a game that's already a rivalry basically anyway, and usually pretty competitive, but even more so added the top five nature of both teams. And Kentucky comes out and not only beats Tennessee, but lays the smack down on the Vols. Kind of unexpected, man, you know, did the Kentucky and Coach Cow send a message not only to the Vols, but the rest of the country with that victory. Uh,
2: well, I think Coach Kyle has done a terrific job with this team uh, at the beginning of the year. They looked real bad, man. It didn't even look like they were worthy of being a top 25 team. And they look like a lot of freshmen. Uh, but Kyle has figured this thing out with this group of guys. I know before the, the Tennessee game, uh, they lost a heartbreak, heartbreaker to uh, LSU. And it really came from not boxing out because LSU just owned the glass, the offensive glass in that game. But they came up against a Tennessee team who used the rebounds, the ball well, and plays well. And uh, they held Grant uh, Grant Williams to 16 points to eight rebounds. That's a good game. But if you hold him to that, you, you, you're happy with that because he's had some monster games this year. Uh, Admiral Schofield, he had 17 points, but it took him 18 shots to get it. you will take that all day. Uh, Josh Boone. Uh, Bone, I'm sorry. He had 19 points, 8 or 13. He was one of the only few bright spots. But when you look at Reed Travis, 11 and 8, you look at P.J. Washington, who's was draft stock is going up and up, 23 and 5, Kelvin Johnson, 19 and 4, Tyler Harrell, 19. He had the freshman Ashton Haggis. with nine. it was balanced scoring across the board. And Tennessee never had a shot in that game. They got flat out blasted. And if you remember, guys, I came on here two weeks ago and said, Tennessee – has played the weaker part of their schedule starting out. They have a lot of tough games coming up. I think this team loses two more games. They got a walk uh, a gimme against uh, Vanderbilt at home, but then they go to LSU, a team that's just beat Kentucky. Will Wade has that team playing really well this year. They go to Ole Miss. That's two consecutive road games. We all know what Kermit Davis is doing down there, Ole Miss. That's a bubble team. They probably will make the NCAA tournament. Then they got Kentucky again, a team that just blasted them. Mississippi State, Ben Holland's trying to get that team to the NCAA tournament, and then they finish up at Auburn. And Bruce Pearl teams are never easy to play at home. So they're finally just getting to play the tougher end of their schedule. So they they cup-caked it up a lot in in conference schedule on the front end, but they're going to have an opportunity to either continue to boost that resume for a number one overall seed because they're still being played with that or they'll have the opportunity to possibly move down to a two-seed in the NCAA tournament if they lose two or three games down the stretch.
0: Interesting, interesting. And that's that's going to be huge. That's why these games matter. Even though they have a great record, it still matters if you want that number one overall seed. Uh, so these games are important. Justice, how are you feeling, man? Did Tennessee get exposed or what?
1: Well, I think when you look at Tennessee, number one, uh, it's, the, it's the triple Bs. If Bone... Uh, Bowden, and, and actually, I guess it's uh, Bone and Bowden and Lamonte Turner. Those three mm-hmm. guys, I think, are the guards that really make the uh, things go for Tennessee, along with Schofield and Williams. Schofield being like a, a guard forward, and Williams obviously being the reigning SEC player of the year. But uh, Bowden off the bench only had three points, and then Lamonte Turner, four points. Uh, I think when you look at that, that's really the difference in the game. Uh Kentucky, ironically, they've gone with a tight rotation this year. Cal is playing nine guys, but really, to be honest, uh, he's really going with the, with his starters. And so, you know, Reed Travis, uh, you know, he got 11 points. P.J. Washington, which Evan alluded to, he's been a monster. 23 points, five boards. I, I definitely think he's going to be going pro. And then Ashton Higgins, uh, the five-star uh point guard but kelder johnson is the guy for, for uh kentucky i think uh, along with washington who really makes things go he was eight or 14 from the field three or six from the three-point line and then tyler harrow did not shoot well uh but this kid ends up with 13 rebounds uh 15 points from a six four six five guard that, that's just amazing and then he's eight or nine from the free throw line so he's automatic so kentucky right now is knocking on the door for the one seed i think if if The season ended today. Tennessee would be the number one, and Kentucky probably on that two line. But things may may be changing over the last week or so in SEC. Uh, I think if you ask Tennessee and Rick Barnes, hey, if you could be twenty three and two, uh, you know, after playing Kentucky with four or five games left in SEC, would he take it? I'm sure he would. Uh, But down the stretch, it's going to be interesting. That SEC uh, race is going to tighten up because we already know LSU only has one loss. They've already beaten Kentucky. Uh of course now Kentucky beats Tennessee. Those three teams are right at the top of the SEC and it's gonna be a race uh the last ten days or last two weeks of the season.
0: Definitely, definitely, guys. And I supposed to on this just looking at those teams. You know, of course the top of the SEC and everything. How serious should all three of those teams be taken in the grand scheme of things when it comes to the NCAA tournament is concerned? Do you think we've seen enough to call all of those teams potential contenders? Um, going forward, not just for the SEC, but for nationally as well. Well, um, wants to get well, it, I, I uh. think
1: you, I think you got to, you got to definitely take them seriously. I don't know if you're talking about serious contenders for the national championship, but certainly mm-hmm. each team has shown that they have, uh, at times, been dominant in the SEC, which I think is going to be rated as probably one of the top four conferences in the country. That conference has some depth when you look at teams like Auburn, Arkansas. Uh, you got some pretty good teams in that SEC and those teams are right at the top. So uh, Tennessee has just, you know, run off a stretch that I don't think many expected when the season started, but it's ultimately their depth in, in their, their uh, junior guards, and senior leadership uh, that's getting them there. But when you look at it, most of those guys will be back next year with the exception of Kwame Alexander and Schofield. When you talk about bone uh, Turner and those guys, they'll be back. So, uh, if I had to pick the team that would probably uh be the front runner, I would say right now based on how they're playing is Kentucky. But then again, they just took a loss at home to LSU. So uh LSU they they got it's all guard play. Also, when you look okay. at each team, they got good guard play. And that's what's gonna win the championships. Certainly it's the bigs that can dominate, but it's the guards, and each team uh has great guards. So I think that they're, they're gonna be teams that are gonna be knocking on the door. At worst for Sweet Sixteen. I'm not sure SEC can get to it until the final four.
0: Definitely, definitely. Uh, Evan, how how you feeling, man? Do you, which do you think, um, you know, as far as the nationally and when the NCAA tournament comes around, you know, are they all built to last when it comes to that?
2: I think so. Uh, I think uh, Tennessee has proven over the last few years that they're built to last. I think that uh, Kentucky, Cal has this team rolling. Uh, There's not going to be a team uh, who's going to go out and lose in the, on the second day of the NCAA tournament in the second round. But with LSU, I just like that team, man. That's a team yeah. that plays hard. You look up, Hey, it's like Florida State last year. They're in Elite Eight. Yeah. And uh, I, I kind of got to disagree with my boy Justice, man, because I hear him say guard play. I get that, man. But it's just something about having guys that go crash the boards like LSU. Those guys crash the offensive glass like there's no tomorrow. And that's essentially what costs Kentucky the game. Mm-hmm. they couldn't rebound yep. against LSU. Those guys just got nose for the ball, man, and they and they just go at it at its peak. When you get guys who play that hard and you got guard play like Jamar Waters and uh, you got guys like Nas Reed, it's scary, man. So, all three of them, I wouldn't be surprised if I look up second weekend of the NCAA tournament, they all sent in the Sweet 16. As a matter of fact, I can go ahead and say I expect that because at the top, the SEC has a lot of good talent, man. And, and LSU, Kentucky, and Tennessee, though, all three
1: of those teams can go deep into the NCAA tournament. And, and, you know, Evan, what's interesting about that game, Kentucky actually out-rebounded uh, LSU, but it was the last rebound that counted. No, no, uh, no, no,
2: no, 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 They all rebounded them as a whole, but if you look at those last 10 minutes, Kentucky could not keep them off the glass.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, and that's oh, what I was going to oh, say. Oh, it, it, they, it's more so down the stretch. Uh, Kentucky was not able to protect the glass, and and that's one thing they're going to have to guard against because certainly if you can't rebound down the stretch, that's going to hurt you. Also, they shot uh, 70% from the free throw line, and LSU was 19 of 22. Of course, anytime you put uh, Javante Smart, or Trey Waters on the line, you can just about book it. But uh, what about Evan Williams, the freshman man? He was five of five in that that win over uh, Kentucky. Also had four offensive rebounds, twelve points. I like that guy. Also, we talked about Nas Reed earlier. You know, he's a guy who had twelve and seven. So they put four guys in double figures. LSU uh, and Kentucky. I think right, right, right now they got about near identical records. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens in, in that race in the SEC.
0: Yeah, man, a lot of. A lot of intrigue uh, in that conference. I can't believe we're NCAA. talking
1: about the SEC right now, to be honest, man. I, I,
0: I know. I it was an overrated conference <laughs> to begin the
1: season, and uh, they've kind of changed my mind a bit with with a lot of their play.
0: Yeah, I, look, you got to get prompts where it's due. You know, and they, they, they make it a do what it do right now. There's no question about it. Now, I'm looking at a team, I'm just curious what you guys think, that is really, really looking good. Now, I don't know if it's because of the conference or – what? But Houston is on a roll. They're a top ten team, the number nine in the country right now, and they look legit. I think it's what um, what seventeen in or, or something like that in a row. Um, that Houston has won, and they look pretty legit. Uh, how How do we feel about the the Houston Cougars in the AAC?
1: And hey, that Brooks and Davis, they can fill it up. Uh, okay. Brooks had twenty four points, six of eight from three. And get this, Davis Jr. 8 of 11 from 3. Uh Jeez. they got two of the better guards in the country. Corey Davis Jr., man, he can really shoot the ball and then Brooks who I think Amari Amani Brooks is going to be an NBA guy. Uh, yeah. He's he's six three six four, but I mean he can really fill it up. Kind of reminds me of Brad Beal a little bit. Uh, they they were knocking on the door last year. To be honest, to be honest, they blew it in the mm-hmm. tournament. Uh, they had a game one. I want to say that it was. I, I don't know if it was against Michigan, but uh, they had a they they should have been going really deep with with Rob Gray. But you thought yeah. that was a one dimensional group. This is uh, proof that what Kelvin Sampson is doing down there in Houston uh, is something that hadn't been done since the days of Five Slam with Jammer. So. To be honest, I know that uh, the way the NCAA works, they're going to count the conference against them. But I think Houston, right now, with the schedule that they played, if they, if they can win the American Conference, that's a team that I think deserves a number one seed coming out of the American. Because if you look in the offseason or, or in the mm. conference play, they played BYU, they played Oregon, they beat Oklahoma State, they beat LSU, they beat St. Louis. Whoever they played, they knocked them out. The only team was Temple. So when, I, when you look at them, I think they're a team that should be in consideration for a number one seed if they can win out the conference. They've also beaten uh, Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, Temple, that's a conference uh, game. And Temple is is not bad at all. That doesn't surprise me. But still, now it's big for you to say a number one seed now out of the AAC. That would shock them. Hey, look, you you play a
1: whole college basketball season. You lose one game. I think you got to be knocking on the door, but we're gonna see how it goes down the stretch because they're gonna finish up at, at uh, East Carolina, at Cincinnati. Uh, that game on March 10th to close the season is gonna gonna dictate, I think, what Houston does uh, as as it relates to seeding.
0: And I'm gonna tell you something. Just before we get to Evan, here, it's gonna be interesting to see in that tournament, also. Of course, it's at Memphis, and I still, even though with Memphis struggles, I kind of feel like it's not gonna be easy uh, to beat the Tigers team there. Oh, when it comes to that, hey, hey, That's Josh, man, I'm not even, I'm no comment, man. Look, I, I, I kind of want, I kind of baited you a little bit. I was just no, looking to see what
1: you. No, I'm not going to take the bait, man. I'm throwing it to Evan, man.
0: No, look. I have ever catch the pass, man. I
2: ain't catching
0: that one. <laughs> <laughs> he,
1: just, he just let it sail out of bounds.
2: But I do want to say this. Um, uh, Justice is right about a number one seed. Uh the double is going into the new net rankings. Uh net rankings. Houston sending number five.
0: Wow. According to
2: the net ranking, they are number five. So he's not far off. And I know it do sound crazy, Josh. I agree with you. But Justice is actually not far off. They're right in the thick of things for a number one seed. And they lost Ed Temple, and that was a terrible charge call. Yeah, against them, that should have been a bucket. Houston should have won well, that was game. That the, of the being guy dunked the on
1: him at the end? Court Davis, posterized the guy.
2: Um, uh, I think it was a lay. I think it was a layup. Okay. It's supposed to have been an a and one. The guy was moving, uh, and they called a charge. Kevin Sampson dropped to his knees like he was about to pray to the Lord to stop him from running out the road. you know, I think he
1: was <laughs> in the uh, he was in the new, he was in the restricted area too. <laughs> yeah, he was. it was a
2: terrible. It was a terrible call, and they would have actually went up one, and, and it should have been a block. and uh, They would have been able to hit a free throw to go up two. They should be twenty six 26-0, yeah. honestly. Like you said, Corey Davis Jr., he's balling. He's averaging 15-3. and money Brooks is averaging 13-7 and seven rebounds. I mean, this is a put, well-put-together team. But let me tell you something. This is just what Kevin Sampson does. If you look at Kevin Sampson's resume, 15 of his last 16 teams have won at least 20 games. The only time he hasn't won 20 games is when he took over for Tom Penders. All the seniors left that year because he took to the NCAA tournament. And uh, he came in his first year at Houston, didn't win 20 games. They had to lose the season. And after that, they've won 20 games every year since. This is just what Kevin Sampson does, man. He wins ball games. This is a Hall of Famer. This is what he do. So the fact that Houston is, is playing this way, it just shows that all he needed was four to five years to turn his program around, and that's what he did. He's building up steady, consistently, consistently, and this is what Kevin Sampson do. And I'll tell you what, I know I'm getting off a topic here, but if I'm a high major, power five team, Kevin Sampson getting a call from me. I'm throwing all the money I can to him because one thing about it, he's going to coach the guy in the right way, he's going to teach the guy in the right way, and most importantly, he's going to win.
1: Well, I'm going to say this. If I'm if Kelvin Sanson, man, I'm just going to hang out at Houston because I can win uh, 25 games every year. And and uh, he could take the place of the old Memphis where uh, he's getting a, a guaranteed two-or-one seed just about every year. Yeah, as, yeah. let me ask you this, yeah? How many banners do Memphis have as a national champion? Well, I think part of that is coaching because John Calipari uh, had, that's, had a team that's, that's, with the ball that's up nine with a minute to go to the national championship game. Houston.
2: When Texas is rolling and Texas Tech is rolling and TCU is rolling, Houston is not going to over-recruit those guys, period. He's never going to get the top talent out of his own state. If Kevin Sampson wants a legit shot to win a national title as a head coach, he's going to have to move away from Houston. Take the payday, take a big power five job, Recruit your ass off. Keep teaching the game you do the way you have been teaching it for all your career. He can't get back in a position like he was in Indiana, Oklahoma, getting in the lead ace of Final Four with a shot to get to the NCAA National Title game.
1: Speaking of uh, Kelvin Sampson and recruiting, uh, I feel like it's been three summers now, maybe four. PJ Washington was a rising senior. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm officiating the game out in Vegas, and there's uh, Kelvin Sampson on the baseline. He wasn't recruiting. Uh, uh, PJ Washington, I believe it was Armani Brooks who he was looking at in that game. He ends up yeah. signing that kid. He's averaging 14 and almost seven. Uh, I, I get you, I get you in terms of him wanting to do that, but at the same time, he's bounced around for different stops for different reasons. Obviously, we know what happened at Oklahoma and the NCAA yeah. violations, and then at Indiana. Uh, I'd like to see him rebuild a powerhouse like Houston. Houston was once one of the premier jobs in the country. Uh, can they? Get those elite recruits? Maybe not, but winning cures off. And as we've seen, this team can win. But Kelvin Sampson, man, he's a phenomenal coach. No matter if he stays in Houston or not, that guy can
0: coach his ass off and he can recruit. And I'm going to tell you, recruiting is so key. When you find guys like he finds, at, like he has at Houston, like you said with Armani Brooks and guys like that, guys that aren't, you know, top of the line, so to speak, by the recruiting rankings, but as long as he fits his system, he's gonna make that guy look as good as possible. And you see what he's done uh, with Houston right now. I'm asking this, Evan. I know you, um, if you're UCLA, do you throw money at. I'm calling. <laughs> you see, I'm, I'm calling. Doing? Yeah.
2: I'll throw some more legal phones. Yeah. Hell, can, he can make as many calls as he wants to. We won't report nothing.
1: He's, he's the guy that can lock down the West Coast. I believe that. He can definitely mm-hmm. lock down the West Coast. But that, if you go, if you have a decision, and it's him and Earl Watson, are you taking uh, Kelvin Sampson?
2: Kelvin Sampson, because Earl Watson has improved. He can coach. Yes, he coached in Phoenix, but all he did was lose. Yeah. The, I, I, I'm gonna hit it with this: Is UCLA patient enough to go through what Memphis fans are going through now?
1: No. My mistakes. And what's saw. crazy is this is just the first season. Memphis fans should just be chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree with that because at the end of the
2: day, if you know basketball, you know basketball. Nobody's bashing penny. He's even said he's having to learn on the fly. Are the people in Westwood patient enough to do that? I don't think they are.
1: Oh no, no, not at all. Not For at all. That's uh that's old LA land money right there, man. Entertainment money, and no, they're not patient at all.
2: We call it say we got the chicken on the way. We're cooler.
0: <laughs> All yeah. I know is, you know, it, it, there's no way if I'm Earl Watson, I'd say. I guess, yeah, if you for the money and the prestige, maybe. But man, you know, you know, you're gonna have a short leash for multiple reasons. So I'm have to see that as a setup for failure. Well, you know. Earl
1: Watson was the guy that I, I believe his connection with Under Armour ultimately eventually influenced UCLA to sign that big deal with Under Armour because uh his his AAU program, uh Earl Watson Elite was pretty much running LA and, and I'm True. not talking about uh as because it was of course the EYPL side, but they had to the, mm-hmm. pretty much the next best guys. Uh, on the circuit, and so, uh, and, and he, it was a well-run organization. So, I mean, they were known really for developing players and, and coaching more so than just getting the truly elite guys. And so, I just wonder how that connection works. But then again, uh, what is Murray Barto doing as a late Evan? I know you've been following that pretty well. Has he been doing anything?
2: <laughs> but look, I'm, I am going to tell y'all what I would like to see. Now, we've seen Sam Mitchell, former NBA head coach and a former oh. NBA coach here, oh. sit on the bench yeah. under Penny Hardaway. Mm-hmm. I would like to see Kevin Sampson get that job and watch Watson sit under him for three to four years. Mm. Kevin Sampson's not going to be around forever. He, even though he coached in the NBA, he was he was in over his head with that gig. It was obvious. Mm. Sit under a legendary coach like Kevin Sampson who knows the game, could teach it in some out of college basketball. You can help him recruit. You can help UCLA basketball get it back to where it needs to be. And then when you get it, you just keep that shit rolling. Well,
1: I'm gonna tell you why that right, uh as we've seen with Penny Hardaway, with Patrick Ewing, uh, even though Pitt Hewing was in college and also with Chris Mullin, These former NBA guys that are all stars, they don't wanna sit behind anybody. They wanna walk right in and just take a program over. Uh matter of fact, shout out to St. John's, they knocked out feeling over today. Uh, that was a big win for them in that 19 and seven, looking like they're knocking on the on the door for NCAA tournament bid. But I, I don't think these NBA guys want to sit. Earl Watson, he's got an ego of his own. Uh, I just can't see him wanting to be an assistant coach with somebody. I could see him rather just sitting out as opposed to uh, taking a job where he's sitting behind a big dame guy. I'm
2: going to tell you the difference in that. I, I know we got to move on. All those guys came in, all those NBA guys came in just knowing they were going to come in and win. None of them sat there and got their ass kicked as a head coach like Earl Watson. So,
1: well, Chris probably got his ass kicked <laughs> the last couple years.
2: No, but, but, but not okay, in the previous yeah, stop. I got you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, at the end of the day, he might be a little bit more humbling as those other guys. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's just a thought, though. I, I know it probably won't happen, but that's just a situation that I would like to have. And I think it'll work out for both hard too. Definitely,
0: definitely. And I'm going to tell you, I Evan, you almost scared me when you brought up Sam Mitchell. I thought you were trying to. You know,
2: uh get somebody to take Sam out off the bench. I'm like, man, they get rid of them all He he pretty bug wild. I don't know if they're ready for him out there in Westwood. <laughs> oh,
1: I love Sam. Oh no, he's gonna he tell it like it is. Plus, uh he gotta deliver Jalen Green the, the the unicorn, uh no, number one <laughs> junior in the country down there in uh Fresno, California, at Joaquin Memorial School.
0: There you go. Yeah. There you go. Evan with the uh, with what uh, justice with the the West Coast scoops uh, constantly bringing that in on the Liberation Sports Podcast. That's what you get right here, West Coast, Southeast, whatever you want, man. We got it all covered um, for y'all, no question. Now, last thing I'm gonna ask on the college end before we go to the NBA because there's a lot of NBA stuff to get to. Kansas. I know it's been a kind of a common thread on some of the podcasts we've talked about. How are we feeling about Kansas right now? We know, you know, with some of the injuries they've had, uh, they kind of hit a slump there. But now it seems like, you know, they've won a few games. So I think it's three in a row. Uh, should anybody be worried about what's going on there? they got the big thing going on. Some people don't actually know what's going on with that. But um, whoever wants to take that, how is Kansas looking? At I'll tell you this, Kansas'
1: stock is up right now. Uh, since the departure of uh, LeGerald Vic, even though they've won uh, a couple close ones, especially that TCU game in overtime, uh, mm-hmm. different guys are starting to lead them in scoring. Devin Dotson in the last two games is averaging 15. He had 25 against TCU in that overtime win. Uh, KJ Lawson stepped off the bench in this last one against yep. uh, West Virginia, 15 I told y'all. And this is the guy, yep. well, I mean, look, we all have talked <laughs> about it at different times that uh, – Bill Self had to find a way to play this guy. But all of a sudden, the Charlie Moores of the world are getting playing time. And so, Bill mm-hmm. Self is one of those coaches where he'll have a guy on the bench. He's almost like the Wes Henning. Uh, shout out to the Ridgeway. Uh, he's the Wes Henning of uh, college basketball. He'll have you on the bench, and the next thing you know, a guy will be playing and put no numbers. And you're like, where did this guy come from? Uh, the Akbaji, mm-hmm. the freshman who's moved into the yeah. starting lineup. Uh, he's a guy that looks like an NBA guy down the road. Certainly, yeah. certainly I think Devin Dotson uh, has got a, got a future. And Quentin Grimes has struggled. Let's be honest here. He was a McDonald's All-American. I think he was looked at to be one of the guys, but without LeGerald uh other guys are producing. Uh, Mitch Lightfoot is now getting minutes off the bench. I don't know how far they can go because they're somewhat limited. Uh, and maybe it's DJ Lawson, but their stock is up right now without LeGerald Vick. I hate it for the kid, and uh, I don't know what's going on, but I would love to see him back in the Jayhawks uniform before the season's over
0: definitely definitely well, what you think of Emma?
2: well, well, well <laughs> every time we've come on here i- I just keep saying, man hey, until they get beat, Kansas runs the big twelve <laughs> that was up here the last five games yeah at, at Texas Tech oh that's gonna be all you can you can say
0: that.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, Justice, we could put up a hundred. That's cool. Hey, Texas Tech, Makes they so don't hurt. They don't play them the next Saturday. If you want to give Bill Self a loss on seven days of preparation, be my guest. I ain't doing it. Period. I ain't doing it. If they would have played them on Big Monday, yeah, I get that. But they playing them next Saturday. I ain't I ain't, ain't going to give Bill Self on seven days of preparation. If you want to, be my guest. Kansas State at the house. That's going to be for first place in the Big 12. They 15-0 in Allen Fogg. 15-0. Then they got Oklahoma State, a team that's struck. They got Oklahoma, a team they should beat. Then they finish up with Baylor at the house. If they could take care of these next two games, Texas Tech with seven days of preparation, Kansas State for first place in the Big 12, at home in Allen Fogg, come on, man. This team is getting better and better as these games goes on. Josh, we both have yelled about K.J. Lawson getting playing time.
0: Yep, yep.
2: I mean, his last two games, he had 10 against TCU. His last one, he had 15 against West Virginia. Play that man. And also, if you notice, Diedrich Lawson, production has went down because the ball is being moved. The yep. ball is not being stuck in the one place. They're moving the ball, they're passing, and cutting, they're getting to the rim, they're playing team ball. This is a better team when you don't have guys jacking up ill three points, Where you don't have DJ Lawson having to take 25 shots a game. He's letting these other guys who are highly ranked players mm-hmm. coming out of high school, highly rated transfers, he's finally letting these guys lose to show what they have. I don't know why it took so long,
1: exactly. but it's better now than
2: later. Because they still have like- to lock up a big tour title.
1: Well, let me, let, me and say that's this. Right. let me say this. That yeah. Big 12 yeah. race is tight. Certainly, Kansas State has the half-game lead. But the sleeper mm-hmm. in the Big 12 is Iowa State. When you look at their their schedule and the way they close out, uh, they're going to finish up with, a, I, I believe, a home game against Texas Tech. That could very well decide the, uh, the Big 12. They're going to finish up like this, home against Baylor, on the road at TCU, home against Oklahoma, on the road at Texas, home uh, on the road at West Virginia. And then they close out on, the, on March 9th, uh, which is probably the day before Selection Sunday against Texas Tech.
0: Um, well, I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm sticking to what I said like Kansas not, you know, the streak is going to end, you know what I'm saying, this year with, with the Big 12 and everything. <laughs> because I finally want a chance for Evan to finally not be able to say, I told you so, because you're going to keep doing it. You know, when all this stuff keep keep happening, you know, all this luck, He's had a lucky streak. I'm glad he ain't better than all this stuff. It's he not a lot. of... <laughs> I was about to say, it's man, not- that's his card, man. Every time it's like, man, put a hundred on it. I'm, not, I'm, I'm telling not, you, I'm man. You. Betting
1: on uh, Texas Tech basketball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I still might
2: be listening, man. <laughs> man, the
1: Vikings, man, everybody gonna clown me, dude. Hey, man, I lost a hundred. What you bet on?
0: Texas Tech. What? Texas, Texas, Texas Tech Kansas game. Steph didn't even want to bet on him. He was like, oh,
2: I ain't <laughs> gonna say we're gonna win,
0: but. Man. Like, man, I'm not gonna bet on my team. <laughs> I, I see these guys every day. <laughs> oh man, man, I don't know. All I know is I can't have it, you know. They keep telling us he told us so. We're gonna need something to stop, you know. So, I'm thing
2: kind of like it ain't because the schedule been made. It just seemed like, look, because they got at Texas Tech, at Texas Tech. Usually, that's a big money game, yeah. They give them seven days.
1: I, no, I think that was set up so that you did, they had have seven days to get ready to go on the road and be in trouble.
2: Uh, yeah, that's like, the, I'm not going against to to BSF on seven days of preparation. I'm sorry. Man,
0: hey, I could care
1: less. <laughs> well, let's guess what? Are you going to go against Texas Tech Coach with
0: seven days preparation?
1: Because exactly. they don't Chris play Beard.
0: <laughs> They got the whole week off. <laughs> Our boy Glenn Cyprian over there. You, know what <laughs> what I mean?
2: you want me to be real with you? Yeah. If I'm going Chris Beard or Bill be Self, I'm going Bill
1: Self.
0: We're going to find I mean, I out. I get it because he's older. You
1: know? We're going to find out, man. Chris Beard is, may be the new Bill Self. I'm telling you. Look gotta at him, He kind of looked like him. Gotta
2: you got to get your nanny first.
1: Iowa State was I mean, one of those teams that was able to go into Texas Tech and get a win. I don't think many teams have done it over the past few years since Beard has been down there. Uh, it's going to be interesting, man. This Texas Tech team uh, led by Jared Cole. Uh, of course, we saw them early in the season when they were taking on uh, Penny Hardaway's group and the Memphis Tigers. But, uh, man, that Big 12 is shaping up, man. We, we haven't seen this in probably 15, 16 years where uh, so many teams had a chance to take the crown from Kansas. Uh, but maybe it's going to be the emergence of uh, both losses. We can now say the losses KJ and Dietrich, uh, will they be able to carry Kansas to that 17 consecutive Big 12 title? Hey, can I, can I one more thing again real quick, y'all, if y'all don't mind?
2: Real quick, 30 seconds. Bruce Weber. Bruce Weber at Kansas State. Please leave after this year. For the last two or three years, the fans down in Manhattan, they've been ready to fire you in the regular season every year, and you've made the NCAA tournament towards the end, and now you got this team sitting at the top of the uh, Big 12. Kansas State fans, I apologize. You'll never be Kansas. You'll never be Texas. Uh, you need to understand yourself and don't be trying to fire a guy for making the NCAA tournament every year. Uh If I'm, if I'm Bruce Weber, uh, y'all know my saying, if a fan base is ready to fire you and you start doing good, always leave in the first chance because they'll be ready to fire you again you something a this season. He needs to leave there ASAP if he gets another job offer.
0: You know what? I agree 100%. You know, that kind of reminds me. The classic example of that, I don't know why this pops in my mind, but I always think about uh, Quanzo Martin. Well, right. that and Qu- Martin at Tennessee, you know, where the fans are ready to dump him for whatever reason. Then he goes and makes a run. They almost beat a Michigan team. Uh, I think that was Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Jr. team that they almost beat. and that team ended up going to the national title, the Michigan team. So. Are y'all familiar
2: with the Chris Lowry's thing, um, story? Fill us in, in. Yeah, fill us in. Chris Lowry uh, was probably the hottest coach in uh, college basketball at uh, Southern Illinois for a while. He coached up from t- 2004 to 2012, and they made a couple Sweet 16 runs, and And he was the hottest thing popping, man. Uh, he made three consecutive NCAA tournaments, uh, got to the round of 32, got to the round of 64, and then when he was really hot, he made to Sweet 16. So every P5 was out to him when he made it to Sweet 16. And he just decided he wanted to be loyal to Southern Illinois. But what he didn't realize is he couldn't keep recruiting and winning at that level. Four seasons later, he was fired. Now he's assisting at Kansas State, never been a head coach again. Always like when the iron's
0: hot. 100%. I agree, 1,000%. Now, we said Chris Lyre, I almost thought you meant Mike Lowry.
2: Mike Lowry. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know what I'm saying? So, uh, like, we talking about the movie? You know, Bad Boys? Okay. But, uh, okay, yes. Shout out to Chris Lowry. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man. But you, know you know what? We're going to switch gears.
1: I, I, know, I know we got off the topic, but does anybody yeah. remember Bruce Weber coaching Illinois in the 2005 National Championship game when they lost to North Carolina? Does anybody remember that? Yeah, they can't.
2: D Brown and or... hey, Darren Woods on that team. Wasn't it?
1: Yeah, thought, D I, Brown. I, I thought those guys were gone by then. Were they still there?
0: Mm-hmm. No. They're there. Because that was the Syracuse national title, right?
1: No, that was uh North Carolina. North Carolina won the national title. They could have still been there because I know Deep uh, Darren Williams was in in my class. I want to say the class of two thousand two. So if he played, if he played three years, then he was on that team.
0: What happened to D Brown, man? the man with the braids? He never, man. he never made it. Man just just fell off the earth, man. But uh one of the one of the college legends, man, you know. But nonetheless, uh, I want to switch gears. Any, any last words on college basketball when we hit on this NBA stuff? Now let's get to the NBA.
1: NBA. Oh, uh, the oh, oh. Wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. How okay, did okay. we forget about the meltdown in Louisville?
0: Oh my God. Oh man, craziness! Duke gets a <laughs> an insane comeback. Um. You know, I don't know, man. But go ahead, Justice. Man, you you lead off now. Well, <laughs> that was that was that was amazing. All I remember is this: I'm on vacation.
1: I'm in Jamaica. I'm watching the game with my pops, and uh, he says Duke is gonna come back and win this game. At the time, I so, think Louisville, Louisville was up 23 points, <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, uh, Duke put that defense on, and they walked down Louisville. I mean, Louisville was flat out scared to even dribble. Guys yeah. turning the ball over, they wouldn't shoot. Uh and then Cam Reddish is coming down shooting deep uh, threes. Uh Jones is getting steals in the backcourt, getting layups, RJ Barrett, Euros in transition, and then Zion Williamson. The guy the I think the slept on thing in that game was every time he went to the line in the second half, he made the free throws. He was six of six from the free throw line. I've mm-hmm. never seen a guy that's so athletic and strong, but yet so competitive but then efficient when it comes to the fundamentals. Zion Williamson, let me tell you, I'm taking him with my number one pick, and I pray the guy stays healthy because if he does, uh, instantly, instantly your team is going to be good. This is not an Anthony Davis guy where you're a franchise guy, and then, you know, you're not going to want to leave. I see a competitive nature in Zion Williamson that I've only seen in a few players.
0: It's crazy. He's got power and finesse. It would need be. He's not just a bull. Like He could be a bull and need be, but yet he can hit you with a finger roll. He can hit a key three here and there. Hit you with a nice bounce pass to somebody else. I mean, he's the full package. It's just it's insane. But uh, Evan, man, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I said the same thing. I knew Duke was going to come back and win because they're my pick to be the national champions. They had the best team in college basketball, but to be honest with you, when I really knew they were going to win, Louisville quit playing to win, and they start playing not to lose. They would hold the ball to the end of the shot clock, get bad possessions. They were letting Duke pressure, run a jump, get to them, turning the ball over. Uh, Chris Mack, he's a hell of a coach, but he didn't do a good job of selling his team down. He did not do a good job. Uh, coach K, he's just an old-school vet, man. This is what he do. He knew the right time to put the pressure on him. Uh, and as far as Zion, I mean, it's him, R.J. Barrett, Karen Reddish, Trey Jones. All of them cats good, man. Yeah. And that's why I laugh at people. Um, I think me and Justin was talking to somebody on social media. I can't remember who it was. But they said that this draft is not going to be uh, deep. And I said, hell, it's three at Duke. I'll take tomorrow. <laughs> like, straight up tomorrow, man. So, yeah. I mean, it was just a classic Duke comeback. I mean, it kind of reminds you of when they played North Carolina, they was down yeah. 10. with a minute left, came back and win. That's just what Coach K does, man. He coaches to the end. But I, I do want to throw out another name, man. They did have Darren Williams and D. Brown on their team, man. But y'all remember Luther Head off the Luther Illinois team?
0: Luther Head. Oh, man. Oh, Luther Head played for Houston. Yep. yep. Played, played for the Rockets. Houston. Yeah. That was, mm-hmm. that was the other guy they had. Yep. Luther Head, that's that's a that's a crazy man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you
1: think of Luther Campbell and I don't know the last name Head.
2: Yeah, he had a six to seven year uh, NBA career. Well, speaking yeah, of,
1: speaking he... of Uncle Luke, man, y'all got. Have y'all seen that movie, uh, Liberty City Warriors? It, well, it's on the uh, stars. It's about about the football team they started. That, that sounds
0: like a, they a Grand Theft
1: Auto video man. Oh man, yeah. hey, I'm telling you, y'all got hey, y'all got to watch that Liberty <laughs> City Warriors, man. That is a show. That is a show. It's about the uh, tackle football pop Warner program that started down there in one of those Miami neighborhoods. Oh man! Uh, and man, they got a they got some stuff going on down there. You got to check that out if you get a chance. Check it out. It's on stars. That Such. one is uh, also a student athlete. That's a, that's another good one. I, I had a chance when I was traveling
0: on that plane. Yeah, all those hours I had nothing to do but watch watch TV. Yeah. Dig that, man. Well, that's that's our segment with uh, Justice for what to watch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this week, you know what, I'm <laughs> what to watch for coming up uh, on your cable provider. If you got stars, check it out. You know, since power ain't on right now. Uh, so, y'all check that out, definitely, man. But uh, going to get into the NBA uh, right now. Um, as we kind of dived into it with Mr. Head, aka okay, Luka, you know, but that kind of kind of led us into the NBA a little bit. But I had to just say that one more time, last name <laughs>
1: Luka <Luther> Head.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man! But, but anyway, look, the NBA is crazy right now. The All Star game is literally going on as we speak. I don't even know what's happening. I just want LeBron's team to lose. It's all I really care about. Um, in this whole thing, but well, well it, lately that's happening more often than not. <laughs> that's true, very true. They the failed experiment, uh, trying to get AD LeBron panicking, magic, all this, you know, trying to trade everybody. Dale Dempse from New Orleans, punking out the entire Lakers team. Then he gets fired for his troubles, uh, not too long
1: ago. That's this not, is a but, soap opera. Let's not
0: forget that, uh, they got rid of Julius Randle.
1: Uh, Jordan yeah. Clarkson and also uh, Deangelo Russell and those guys have been pretty good in in, in their stops. So that's
0: very true. Yeah. Just just keep on piling on Justice. We need we need to keep doing that. You know, all the terrible. And I mean that who... has nothing to do with LeBron. That that that's more
1: than the Lakers deciding that hey they wanted to clear money for cap space to try to sign a a, a major free agent. And, and of course, I mean they got LeBron, but as we mm-hmm. can see, they're gonna need more than just LeBron and Kyle Kuzma if they're gonna make a run. Definitely, definitely.
0: But, okay. So, post-off start bringing several headlines to to look at. And I'm not even going to talk Lakers right now. Let's let's start with, you know, some legitimate teams right now. (laughs) And (laughs) and, and, let's talk about some relevant teams. In in the Eastern Conference, you got quite the battle that is shaping up um, for Eastern supremacy with four, five teams probably competing uh, for that whole thing, Philadelphia, Indiana, Boston, Milwaukee, uh, teams like that. How do we feel that is going to shake out uh, when you look at that? You know, Philadelphia made some big moves um, as well. You know, so uh, let me start with Evan, man. How are we feeling about about the Eastern Conference?
2: Uh, Philly has the team, they don't got the coach. Um, I've watched Brother Brown, man, and he ain't the guy for that job. They're they're actually going to have to not listen to him and just play their game if they're going to be, get to the conference finals or, or even a possible NBA finals. Shout out to Elden Brand. He's pulled all the strings he's needed to pull in order to get this team where they need to get. Um, he just haven't fired the coach, and that's going to be their downfall. Uh, but I'm going to stick with my prediction. I'm not going to come on here and, and 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 back off of it. I think Philly, they won't uh, probably even have home court advantage in the first round because the East is so good with Milwaukee and Indiana. I mean, Indiana hasn't even fell off since the loss to Victor Oladipo. Um, Boston is finding their way. Uh, but I still think Philly is going to come out the East. I, I got them going to the NBA Finals just because I just think they have all the pieces there. Uh, they have a bulldog at Jimmy. If things start going astray, he's going to piss somebody off. He's going to get it right. Brett Brown ain't got to worry about that. Hell, he might snap on him. I still just think it's going to be Philly coming up east for me.
0: Oh, man, I don't know, man. You know, I look at Milwaukee, and I can't help but be intrigued. I mean, they just they continue to to look more and more legit as the season goes along. And I feel like they're probably getting the least talk. Out of these teams, because you got Boston and the constant storylines there with, with Kyrie. Is he a good fit? Is he not? All that stuff going on. You got Philly and, and Jimmy Butler taking the headlines and all that. But underneath everything else, Milwaukee is staying consistent on top and playing great. Um, is that sustainable when it comes to playoff time? I think yep, that's the real question. Got to be. It's
1: got to be. I think when you look at Milwaukee, the one thing we forget is they are number one in the NBA in in defensive efficiency and then number four in offensive deficiency or efficiency. So you're talking about a team that's getting it done on both ends, uh, led by two All-Stars now because you got Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, and Chris Middleton, uh, who started out the NBA All-Star game hitting three straight threes. He can fill it up. And so when when you look at those two, you got Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Eric Bledsoe, uh, Brooke Lopez. Uh, who did they pick up during the post-tread deadline?
0: Oh, man. Um, who's that? I know it was a, it was a big,
2: uh, big one. Like. or what's his name?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Nikola
1: Miritich. Yeah, Miritich from down in, mm-hmm. uh, in uh, New Orleans who yeah. is averaging almost double-figure rebounds. So when you look at that Milwaukee team, uh, they may not have all the big names that jump out at you, but defensively, Led by the Greek freak, they just get it done. But that all-star Philly lineup just leads me to believe that uh, down the stretch they will be the team, but it's going to be defensively for them. Can they really lock down on defense, or, or are they just trying to outscore you? When you think about Ben Simmons, you don't think about a defensive guy. When you think about J.J. Reddick, you certainly don't. Now, Jimmy Buckets, he'll get in you. Uh, Joe Embiid, uh, he's a guy that probably needs to take that next step if they're going to do that. But uh, Tobias Harris was the biggest addition for them, adding him a guy that can go get 20, and he's fitting in perfectly with that group, gives them that modern-day stretch forward cause since Ben Simmons is playing the one. So that East is loaded. And then let's not forget about Toronto adding Mark Gasol. Uh, he's coming off the bench behind Serge Ibaka, who's having a career year. Uh, Ibaka was a 12.7 rebound guy. Now he's at 16-8, and eight, playing next to my guy. We talked about him on the Liberation Sports podcast. I don't know if it was episode two or three, but Pascal Siakam, he had this coming-out yep. party uh, to New Mexico State Aggie, had 44 points, uh, double-figure rebounds in, in a game. Uh, he's a guy that I think next year is going to be knocking on the door for All-Stars. When you look at him, uh, you look at Gasol, can they convince Kawhi Leonard to hang around in Toronto? That's the big question, I think. Uh, not only going into the playoffs, but going into the offseason because that's going to dictate whether or not Marcus All exercises that player option, I think. I think if uh, Kawhi uh, decides to go elsewhere, Marcus All could be on uh, uh, being a restricted free agent. So that's going to be interesting. But uh, if I had to take a pick right now, man, I don't want to agree with Evan, man. So I can't go with uh, Philly, even though I want to. (laughs) I can't go with Philly. So, man, man, I got to go with the Toronto Raptors. Canada gets his first NBA finals. Kyle Lowry gets a chance to exercise those demons, and it'll now be proven that it wasn't Lowry, it was DeRozan who wasn't ready for the, you time. Put the
0: man out there. <laughs> <laughs> it, was it, was it was DeRozan. Oh man, DeRozan ain't he ain't nowhere near this stuff. <laughs> man, just threw him right under the bus. DeRozan chilling in San Antonio. he to threw the man up Hey, well, what is San oh,
1: Antonio doing right now, man? They they, they started out 0-4, 0-5 on the rodeo road trip. <laughs> Put a fork in I don't
0: know what they're doing. I, I, you know, I had not really paid attention to Spurs that much this year, to be honest. But, you know, Mike Lowry, little brother of uh, Kyle. <laughs> you know, up there in a – That's a wrong time.
2: The Spurs are number seven in the West right now.
1: They knocking on the door for yeah. a playoff berth. Yeah. Well, I mean Man, it's your smart. guy LeBron is supposed to be getting one of these playoff spots, right? I don't know. Man, I don't know. look. Can
2: LeBron, I can I vent real quick?
0: Please do. Please do.
2: I blame Magic. I blame Magic Linka. I blame all the damn bus kids. I blame everybody in this damn organization for going to draft these sorry ass don't know how to win, no hard-having-ass young players they got. All they've done is lose. LeBron left their ass in fourth place. He couldn't even be injured for 10 games.
1: When he come back,
2: they're in the 11th spot. The 11th. I think he missed a few more than 10
1: games, didn't he? I don't yeah, he know. missed a little bit more, man. I, Okay, when he left, they was in the fourth spot.
2: We were talking about them being in the Western Conference Finals. He makes everybody better on their team. You know what? If I was a burn, i get them to the playoffs so the punk-ass L.A. fans could quit crying like they've been anywhere in the last five years. i get them to the playoffs and just let the young guys just go do what they do. Go get your ass swept. Go get swept. Go, go do what you do and go be sorry again. I got you to the playoffs. I, I got you somewhere. God damn it. Kobe didn't even get you the last two, three years. All y'all was doing was winning 20 games a year. Get them to the A.C. They will get at least the A.C. Because they're only three games out the playoffs. And everybody knows about the All-Star game. LeBron turns up. Period. So,
1: so, so something's yeah. got to give, Evan. Something's got to give. All right. We got San Antonio in the seventh slot right now. They're six and four over their last team.
2: I don't care who slides. Somebody going
0: to slide. I just told you, like, it's going to make the playoffs. Sacramento's six gonna and four they I can't game. predict who's going to do it. Hey, look, first of all, I, I think you can't predict. because You don't, you believe in your heart of hearts, you know. You know, Evan, you deep down in your basketball soul. You know that team ain't going to be able to make it. LeBron right. or not. When's the last time LeBron missed the playoffs? It don't it's, matter. You, when's, the, that,
1: when's the last time he played in the West? West I mean, they're, they're, I, when's the last time hey, he played? Quit, coming, in, to and, and Quit coming to me with
2: that. Quick, coming to me with that. Quick! This man has already whooped the Spurs, a uh, dynasty team. He's whooped the best uh, record, the, the team who had the best record in NBA history. Stop coming with, oh, he played in the East when he minute, went to minute, the Finals in the West. He's kicked some people in the West ass. I don't want to
1: hear about that. When I think about LeBron and the Spurs, I think about being swept by Tim Duncan. Uh wonder was a second or third. Year. He was twenty years old. But I also think about them losing to Kawhi. <laughs> Say Kawhi that in the in the playoffs, uh, Kawhi was in yes the it, of the uh, yeah four one. I, I think it was the in there. That that's what yeah. I remember. And then I remember Ray Allen hitting the miracle shot in the playoff game. That's what man, I, when I think it, about man. the Spurs. That's what I think about. Uh, LeBron doesn't come to mind as a guy that dominated the Spurs. You sound like a certified hater. I mean, but but it, when did he dominate the Spurs, Bruh, Hold on, homie. this man got
2: the, the 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 Cavs to the finals at twenty, bruh. This man had Mo Williams as his second-best player. Miss me with that, fam? Name another player in NBA history who's taken a team with Mo Williams, a Mo Williams' caliber player, to the finals as their second-best player. Don't mention Jordan because he was getting his ass
0: taxed before he got Scotty Pippen. He's trouble. First of all, Hey, man, you got to put Evan in the booth, hey, man. <laughs> Don't mention Kobe because
2: he was threatening – for, he was demanding trades before Jerry West came down here and, and just backstabbed all Memphis fans and sent LA a goddamn NBA Finals with training for Pelicans. don't don't ain't miss me with that, fam. Uh, Allen Iverson.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: There you go, bro. Yeah, they played the same. He got a Hall of Famer, bro. We talking about an aging <laughs> Matumbo,
2: bro? He was an All Star that year. They went to the Finals. Look it up, man. Look, Eric <laughs> Snow. Don't do
0: me, bro. I thought Aaron McKee was the best, second-best player on that team. Oh, Aaron McKee God. was the second-best player.
2: No, nah, man. Aaron McKee wasn't even better than Eric Snow, bro. Don't do me. Man, you came back with- <laughs> Hold
0: up. Eric Snow <laughs> – Oh, man, come on, man. Let's go through
1: the guys. They Eric They Jones. First off, they had the all. I'm trying guys. to come to my guy like that, man. First off, they had – Scott all- McCullough. Team, man, when you look at Jermaine yeah. Jones, Tyrone Hill, if you put them guys in a room, man, it's tough. So, it's uh, Eric Snow, McKee.
2: <laughs> Ken some was a Hall of Famer, man. It was an All-Star that year, man. LeBron didn't have no All-Stars, man. So, Julius Abtowski, didn't he
1: have
2: him? He had Big Z.
0: Big Z Big was Z. a star that year. Y'all ain't listening to me. That year. He had, le- he had little little Larry Hughes, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. Hey, Evan, I,
1: I, Evan, I know it, I, if we want to get you off your game, man, all we got to do is talk down on LeBron, man. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: it. all no, because all these Jordan and Kobe fans, man, like, all they do is diss LeBron. Diss LeBron. LeBron teamed up. He had to go get Wade and Rush. They lost in their first goddamn round. They lost to the Spurs. Bruh, do y'all not remember Kobe and Shaq going to get Carmelo on to Gary Payton and losing to the damn Detroit Pistons, too? Then next year, LeBron going for, like, 50 every game and beating that same bad boys team? That same team? Y'all don't remember that, don't do it.
1: Let he me he ask you this: Do you think that LeBron know. fans are, are now suffering from post-traumatic uh, stress syndrome? PTSD.
2: No, yeah. it's post-traumatic syndrome, current traumatic syndrome, whatever the hell that syndrome you got. <laughs> when I see these star ass young players, they got when, when LeBron leaves, they can't even stay in eighth spot. They can't even stay in the eighth spot. Hell, I don't blame them for not taking
1: that trade. I wouldn't have took that shit either. Look at them. Do you think the Lakers would, would regret not keeping D'Angelo Williams or uh, D'Angelo Russell?
2: Nah, man, you can't have no dude snitching in the locker room, bro.
1: Nah. Well, but wait a minute, man. Kobe was in the locker room with Shaq for all that time, I man. he snitched on him he, all time. he
0: ain't no Kobe. So wait, well, Kobe. So man, you can have a guy Kobe apologize
1: snitching if he's all time great. only.
2: Yeah, you can accept a lot if they're
1: all time great. Yeah.
0: So Kobe, he went on TV and said he could. He tried to call Shaq he didn't answer the phone. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so he went ahead and put it out there.
0: <laughs> he went ahead and put it out there for the whole world to see. Yeah, That's an all-time punk move, I can't lie. But, look, all I know is, if the Lakers end up missing the playoffs, despite all this Evan saying, you know, high blood pressure, all this stuff on the podcast, And the Clippers, and the Clippers end up in the ace, the Clippers with I can't even think of who's on that team right now. The Clippers are trying to
1: tank, so there's no way they're going to end up in the playoffs.
2: No, nah, Doc they're Rivers is Doc Rivers coaching his ass off. Yeah, he is. is
1: I think the organization is trying to tank. Doc Rivers is, can't do nothing but but try to win.
0: <laughs> this only makes sense if they're in the eighth seed right now. Yeah, but and they've got a winning the
1: record. Other teams that are competing for that eighth slot, they're the only team that's got a winning record at home and on the road. Yeah. The the Lakers, I believe, are eleven and seventeen away from Staples Center. Twelve and seventeen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when you look at hey. the Clippers, they're balanced right now. Sixteen and twelve at home, sixteen and fifteen on the road. Even Sacramento, yeah. who's got a nineteen eleven record at home, is only eleven and sixteen. I think Sacramento, if if I were picking, is gonna be one of those teams in that playoff race.
0: When you look hey, at Buddy
1: Heel and you look at uh De'Aaron Fox, I don't know if you're gonna find a better scoring backcourt right now in the NBA.
2: I will say this though. If the, if it seems like the Clippers, from what you said, I don't have the numbers in front of me. They play more games on the road, so I mean they're uh, so far their their back end of their schedule going to probably be home game heavy, uh, which will bowl well for them uh, when when trying to make a playoff push. Also, man, we need to give a shout out to Billy Donovan, Paul George, and yes,
0: I was yeah. just thinking about them.
2: That, that's a team, man. That's a, and and
1: and PG <laughs> in consideration for MVP. Man, has to be
0: yes. Well, I,
1: I, think, I think you got to give credit to Russell Westbrook, man, because you know what? I was on him. I'm going to be honest. I said that he couldn't do it, but Russell Westbrook changed. He has sacrificed his game and allowed Paul George to be that guy. And Paul, Paul, George, Paul George is now a superstar. It's clear. Uh, but Russell Westbrook is uh, – man, he, he's showing me something this year because he changed his game. Even in the All-Star game, he's not trying to score. He's trying to create for others. And uh, Paul George is capable. Of uh, as being that 1A guy of taking
0: them in the West, let me let me tell y'all something. The Thunder, watch out because man, the moves they're making with their roster you know, they got the Dennis Schroeder, you know, they went and got Markeith Morris, uh, which I think is a very, very underrated move. The toughness he brings, scoring, uh, versatility, shooting I mean, man, he defense. So the Thunder, they can match up with anybody in the West, and I think that's including the Warriors. Um, am I crazy about saying that? Uh, Evan, what you think?
2: Uh, can't nobody beat <laughs>
0: them? I'm trying to make, the I'm trying person, to make the a case. Thing they can beat the,
1: Warriors is, uh, or the only thing that can beat the Warriors is DeMarcus Cousins. That's it. And he has to be just struggling. Otherwise, they're gonna right.
2: just tell him just sit down and get his ring, right? Yeah. They loaded, man. Like they got the NBA 2K cheat code, man. In real life,
0: they do. But I'm just looking at a team that matches up. I think Philly. the Thunder. You Philly. Philly, Philly. Well, they got first. They got to make it to the finals. The
1: only oh. thing is, JJ Reddick has to guard somebody.
0: That's the only. Yeah, thing that's the out of Philly.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying, like, I was just
2: – I thought you were just talking about teams period who can match up possibly. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, Milwaukee yeah. has proven that they can match up
2: with them. I ain't got no star power.
1: Well, I mean,
0: you got Play- –
2: a- Oh, a star, man, I keep telling y'all, name one team who's went deep in the playoffs without star.
0: Stars, multiple. Man, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies at one time, you know. Yeah, that's because Westbrook hurt. I mean, we just overlooked that, you know, but, you know. But I do agree. I, I do agree. No question.
1: I'll sleep on my yeah. Denver Nuggets now. They're gonna make a run in the second half. They they vote okay. on for that number two seed. Nikola oh. Jokic.
2: OKC okay, so coming to get that, pump. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they coming to get that, huh? Denver, Denver, hey, Denver's run two, one, two two in a row, seven three in their last ten. Eight. Oklahoma City lost one, but they're eight and two in their last ten. So it's gonna be close. So yeah, this, Denver this, is twenty-five this, and four at home. I think that's the big thing. It's just hard to win in
0: the Mile City. This race is interesting. You got, you know, even I don't think they're contenders, but you got Portland four and Houston five. The Jazz are six. What about Houston, man? The run that James Harden was on, you know, and he's he's still putting up just crazy numbers, but. I just don't see them the same as I did last they year.
1: They better get out to fifth seed because if they play Portland in the first round, they're going to lose. I'm, I'm, I guarantee you that. It's uh, better than they have been in years past, and I'll tell you why. Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, he's not Nikola Jokic or Nicholas Vucevic, but Yusuf Nurkic. That guy Say what? Go. fifteen points, ten rebounds, three assists, one <laughs> steal, one and a half block, shooting fifty percent from the field, seventy five percent from three. I'm telling you, man, Yusuf Nurkic.
0: He gets under your skin. Look, key. first of all. Yeah. First of all, just as, I mean, you just started speaking another language, man. Right? I just I, I don't. I, don't, <laughs> I just I said, just everybody who had a stick on, the, on their neck. This, man. Man. this lady just started speaking Russian. I'm like, man, what's
1: going on? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I forgot about uh, Nikola Biritich. I forgot about him, too. Man, I'm just confused. right? Bogdan Bogdanovich. <laughs> Pedro Pedro Stoyakovich, while we're at. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, (laughs) some of these international dudes that's coming in the league now, they got big men with nasty mean streaks. And then they got guys like uh, Luka (laughs) Doncic who who on the wing, I mean, come on, we talked about him all all preseason. We didn't know Luka Doncic was going to be what he is. And I think it's clear uh, that dude is going to be an all-star for a long time.
2: Hey, it's going to take somebody. Never mind. Let me know so It's gonna
1: here. take somebody no. hitting him in the mouth. I already know. Yeah, I already know. Man, his, his ass,
2: ass, ass clean out. He talking too much. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> he talking too much. I he think it's cause he he's 19 from Europe and he probably been, yeah. He, he like, uh, he's that's like right. that's Old Yo Gotti man. Don't leave your girl around, man. That, that
2: that that's fine. But it's gonna take one of them one of them Carmelo Anthony balls, man. We gonna meet you at the bus, homie. Y'all ain't gonna be quiet on the court. Well, I
1: mean, that car Anthony. I've never seen him connect on a punch. Can you, if you, if so, man, send me a, a clip of it, man? He did. He, hit the man that ran, you crazy. Well, he, he ran yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. oh, but he sick of sacked him. I remember. I mean, sucker punch.
0: <laughs> who was that? He, he ran from who? Nate Robinson.
1: No, nah, it
2: was
0: uh. <laughs> <He> was <crazy. laughs> I don't... I know Nate was in that fight. I know the fight y'all talking about. He can run from Nate, though. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. oh, man.
1: He hit him hard,
0: man. Yeah, he did something. Man, he pulled a hit and run. Bro. Yeah, see, that's why Lala threatening him, man. That's you know, a whole other thing. Yeah. When, you, but, when uh, you type
1: it up on YouTube, it says Carmelo Anthony sucker punches and runs away. No, no,
2: no, no, no. It was the Jeffries dude. Uh, oh, Jared Jeffries. Yeah, he played in Indiana, right? Oh, you know <laughs> yeah. Jerry Jeffries
0: didn't want it. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Jeffries was was ultra soft. Man. That's what Melo does, man. See, he didn't square up the KG. The bully. He didn't square up to KG. No, nah, he didn't square
2: up the KG. Man, he met him at the bus. You can't tell that man his wife tastes like
0: Cheerios, man. <laughs> But he didn't do nothing. He just went. And he said, "Man, can we talk about this?" That's I was like, say, probably they
1: need did. to ask uh, Tommy from uh, Power what uh, what his wife's like."
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? Oh
2: man, shit! Have to do another role.
1: Are you want to let your to fifty instead of Tommy?
0: Somebody, <laughs> Like uh, <laughs> 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 a row, period, man. Like,
2: I know he don't watch Power, man. <laughs> He could. <laughs> There's too much
1: going on with Lala in there, man. He
2: could, man. Hey,
1: before that power, I looked at Lala in so much of a different way. I really did.
2: Uh, hey, I look at it in a better way. Yeah, hey, oh. <laughs> hey
1: I, I'm hey, man, she. man. I ain't got, she, got no problem with Lala. She, she just went all the way I, up I, to look. the top of the billboard charts.
0: <laughs> look, I'm sure people looked at Natari uh, different before that show, too. Hey, let's
1: make sure we don't put the Carmelo Anthony hashtag on this uh, podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now nah, look, I'm going to mention him. I'm going to put his Twitter handle on there. He need to hear this. You know, he need to hear your
2: viewer Lala the same since Power? <laughs> <laughs>
0: he probably ain't even heard of the show. Oh, man. man, this is terrible. I, I don't know how we end up talking about this, but this is what we do, man. We deliberate about everything on, on Deliberation Sports Podcast, man. Anything else we want to hit on before we go? I know we've we talked about everything under the sun. Do we want to break down the Grizzlies? Um, Probably not. But uh what, what y'all, any last words? Y'all? uh All I know is Bruno
1: signed a 10-day contract. They were playing the Bulls. The kid had eight points, five rebounds, two assists in 10 minutes in the first half, and he did not play the second half. And J.B. Bickerstaff was coaching the game. The Grizzlies, the general manager, Chris Wallace, says the team is trying to win, and they lose to the Chicago Bulls. That tells you all you need to know about J.B. Bickerstaff and the Memphis Grizzlies as of right now. Uh, Other than that, I just don't know what to say.
2: I I got two things on that.
1: All right. Either – J.B.
2: Bickerstaff is incredibly smart or he's incredibly stupid because just just said the guy's stats and if he didn't play him just because he thought that was the best thing for the for the team, he's stupid. But if he thinks like me, if a guy's coming out and he's going for 20 in the first half or or, or putting up big shots in the first half, I ain't playing them in the second half. I'm J.B. either. I'm trying to tank him. because <laughs> conveying this pick is not going to help us next year. And if we tank this year, we under the cap space, we try to go get another good piece, and we could possibly talk to ourselves <laughs> to make sure.
1: But did they tank enough? Yeah. Did they tank enough? Right now you got twenty three wins and you got teams in the East like uh Atlanta, who's got 17. Eight. matter of fact, you lost to Atlanta. I, I don't, That's I don't really know what they're so stupid. They so stupid. They stupid, stupid,
2: stupid. Man, they should have traded everybody. I don't care what you get in return. Because what you have now is still not going to be a part of your future if you're winning. I don't even want to talk about them. Yeah, Whatever. They're just, <laughs> they're just too far from Phoenix right now.
1: Phoenix and New York and, and Cleveland have 11 and 12 wins. Chicago's got see, 14.
0: I mean, they were going to have to catch
1: that's them.
2: That's the beauty of the, of the lottery, You never know what happened on that night. Yeah,
0: That's true. Now, I'm going to tell you something, just real quick. With the trades, the Grizz ended up getting for Mar. And then, you know, Jermichael and, and Garrett Temple – Depending on how you feel about it, I mean, they ended up a little bit better. <laughs> you know, it's kind of weird. Like, you get Jonas Valanciunas, who's not bad at all. You know, you get a role player, CJ Miles. Delon Wright. You get Avery, a, you get Delon Wright's a, a decent young backup, you know, role player to have. You know, their roster's better like,
1: now than it was on opening day. Yeah, I think oh, so. That shit's dog. But I'm going tell That's you now, what's getting ready to happen, Mike Conley's stats are going to go down tremendously because he was just playing a two-man game with Marc Gasol. They were just playing uh, pick and roll. He's he trying to get to the
0: All-Star game. Yeah, so now, yeah. I mean,
1: you watch. Over the last 25 games of the season, he's going to average about uh, 14 Sheesh. points and, and uh, like eight assists. Yeah, doggy.
2: And, and I wanted to, want to give one more shout-out, man. The trade deadline <laughs> – uh, sometimes it'd be up, sometimes it'd be down. But I want to give shouts out to to the teams who really made moves to try to push teams like Golden State and make the finals, like Toronto, Philly, yeah. even Sacramento went all in. Uh, Milwaukee made moves. These teams tried to get better. And uh, it was an entertaining trade deadline week. So, I mean, I, I want to give out shout outs to a lot of competent GMs because we don't know what they feel like here in Memphis, who made quality moves. For their franchises. And uh, shout out to Toronto, general manager too, man. He took a lot of heat. Crying Dwayne Casey. Uh, getting rid of DeMar DeRozan. Toronto fans were just so satisfied with being a uh, good team, but not great. Was, was, and, and he's pushing for greatness. Speaking, so
1: speaking of confident front offices, man, uh, obviously I'm here in Los Angeles, and they're going to have to pull out the uh, Project Pat. Don't save him on Magic Johnson if uh, the Lakers don't <laughs> turn things around. Uh, even if they do uh, and make the playoffs, you you, you got to look at what they gave up in order to be in a position now where you got LeBron and not a lot of guys around him that are ready to lead. And giving up a D'Angelo Russell, giving up a Julius Randle, and not getting much in, uh, in return besides Cal Kuzma, I think that's got to sting if you're the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, too. What's that? You got to find Luke Walton. Yeah, and, and well, I, think I think that's what they're going to say. Hey, it was Luke Walton. Does coaching yeah, really matter in the NBA, or is it players?
2: Everybody want to say, hey, this is what they're going to say. They're going to say, hey, uh, LeBron fired the coach. But let me hit y'all with this. Was LeBron playing, or was he injured when all the other players tried to jump Luke Walton?
0: Let me tell you something. Let me tell Didn't you. Did they really First tried to all, jump that man? Michael Beasley crazy. I, I can see it totally happening. Uh, Now, what's crazy, though, Luke Walton, like, a one-on-one with Michael
1: Beasley, I'd like to see that. Both dudes are like 6'8", 6'9". Like, Michael Beasley, do you really need some help,
0: or can you just get this one-on-one with Luke Walton? Now, Beasley is a different 6'8", 6'9", than Luke Walton. Uh I just just got a feeling. Uh, Choked out, loked out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just look look at his eyes. That's going to make his uh, reaction time slower. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't he the one that came out without shorts or something Yeah, in the middle of the game?
2: And yeah, yeah, these uh, are the guys who got to take medicine to calm down, man. You don't want to fight that dude.
0: No. No, man. Nah,
1: man. That's
0: what yeah, I'm you saying. Got, so, you well, got to fight him at the fresh
1: off some Kush. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 hey, Crazy thing, you right. You're right. For real. Look, I'm going to tell y'all something, man. Le- the conspiracy <laughs> theory in me, I feel like LeBron didn't need to sit out all them games, he was sitting out. Because he tried to get Luke fired, and it didn't work. You know what I'm saying? He sat out to wait. He said, okay, I'm going to sit out as long as possible. Rich, I'm going to need you to tell AD to make these moves. Tell him he ain't playing no more. That's what he needs to tell New Orleans. That's what I think ended up happening, and the trade didn't work. You know, I think he was going to sit out until AD got there. Then all of a sudden, he's going to be healthy. He said, man, I feel good. I'm ready to go. That's a good scene
1: LeBron just gave uh, Joe LB the hand down, man down.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I heard the All-Star game is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they're both teams going to hit 200. <laughs> <laughs> so, Some good competitive basketball. Oh, man, they, they really playing defense out there. I'm telling you. No, no doubt. Oh, man. But, uh, man, I think this is a uh, classic edition of, of deliberation. In the books, we didn't talk about everything – from uh, Lala and and Tommy. Cheerio. The to, to to Cheerios to, to Michael Beasley, and whether he is or isn't on Kush. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't think that's a question. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to get the benefit of the doubt, man. Yeah. But nonetheless, um, that's it, man. That's going to do it for this edition today. Justice, um, let the people know where they could follow us and get some more. Uh, deliberation. Uh, they can follow us on Instagram where you'll also see uh Nick Young
1: in his uh latest uh pink uh leather tights and a, a loose, loose fitting uh top. I don't know what he had <laughs> on, but uh, certainly he they did uh fire him. They on. look like
0: some some new fashion no <laughs>
1: yeah, uh. yeah. And then he had his uh head cocked to the side, but nonetheless, uh, deliberation sp1 we're on Twitter, deliberation sports. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, the deliberation sports community, and then subscribe, subscribe to us uh, via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor. Just look for us, Deliberation Sports co- Podcast, where we're gonna keep it real. Uh, and, and Swaggy P is gonna keep it extra tight.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh see that 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 wording is very unfortunate. It's no question, man. But um, man, ever you.
2: You got any last words, man? Anybody you want to just go in on before we go? Nah, man. Actually, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, a couple of our colleagues, man, Leon Taylor and uh, Mark Hearn, who put together uh, a very successful middle school basketball All-Star game this weekend. Myself and a couple other coaches around the city had the privilege of being a part of it. Me personally, like I told all the All-Stars at the game before we got to playing, I said, hey, man, I think Memphis – personally, is one of the top five grassroots basketball cities nationally. Come out and showcase yourselves. I mean, they had a dunk contest at halftime. Uh, those guys brought the city out, uh, Leon Taylor and Mark Ernst. Uh And they, they, they got a lot of the rosters right. Uh, it's so hard to pick all-stars. You're always going to leave out somebody with so much talent in the city like Memphis. But those guys did a really good job, packed a real big Houston high school gym and it was the first annual I Love Game Day sports all-star game. Shout out to those brothers, man. They did a really good job, man. Looking part, looking, looking forward to it. Hey, man, shout out, man. man. And, and uh,
1: let me tell you, Memphis is right there because when you talk about a city that holds a middle school all-star game for sixth, seventh, and eighth graders on the girls and boys' side and then it does a coaches all-star game, I'm not sure there's many cities in the country that can pull it off and bring the city out, uh, especially the Houston High School, which is like 30 miles from downtown. Yeah. So that just lets you know uh, Memphis is really hoop city. Uh, and maybe one day uh, Penny Hardaway will have that team uh, back to where they're supposed to be, and uh, we'll be talking about uh, other things as it relates to Memphis.
0: Definitely, man. I definitely uh, agree uh, with Sean. all about uh, the shout-out to Leon Mark-Hearns. I love sports game day. Great, great stuff. They really do care about the kids, high school and middle school. Um, and oh, the presentation. I do want to
2: add, add one more thing. It yeah. wasn't a money grab. If you no. see the the, the items that they gave those kids big uh, Under Armour backpacks real uh, nice uh, shirts uh, to go along with them those backpacks look expensive man they, they look better honestly uh, yeah. they were Under Armour Steph Curry uh, backpacks and yeah. they was so I mean it wasn't a money grab those guys really put in money for those kids man and every last one of those kids had fun there
0: and it's amazing I don't know if you'll find anywhere in the country where you get a middle school showcase like that. I mean, the presentation, seeing the players run out on the field, on the court, that is, uh, with the, the lights and all that stuff. You know, the, I mean, it's just it's just really cool. Man. So shout out to Leon and Mark. Congrats. Great, great work they are doing. I get that stuff. Nice. So,
1: Until next time. Yes.
0: Yeah, definitely, man, definitely. We appreciate y'all. Until next time, the Liberation Sports crew, we out. We out.